What's up and welcome to another episode of the Scott and Ian show on the SBL podcast. Hey, how do you get anybody to care? How do you get anybody to care about anything, but especially music that seems to be free in 2023? How do you get people to care? Do you just make music, put it out? And if it's great, just hope that the cream rises to the top. People find you, maybe. Do you, do you stand outside of uh, shows in your town and hand out flyers like I did in 1999, you guys? You know, like hand someone a flyer and you're basically like, here, you throw this away for me. Maybe. <laughs> I wonder if flyering will ever come back. Does anyone like remember it or still do it? I used to do it a lot. Maybe. Maybe that's the way. Or, or do you just have to like be a monster on social media? Do you just have to give your life to TikTok and promote and promote? Do you have to give your life to Facebook, to Meta, to Instagram? To whatever's next. Do you have to just do a podcast about band life? How do you get people to care? It's so hard to get attention these days, right? And that's what Scott and I are going to be talking about today. Now, if you didn't know, Scott just finished a record. He put out an, a record. He got together with some freaky musicians for a week, made a record, played everything live with these just monster players. It is like a hard fusion record. It's like hard fusion. Does that genre exist? It does now. And he is putting it out and he has some really interesting thoughts about how you promote music and how you get people to listen and how he's going to do that. You're going to see Scott practice what he preaches. So if you listen to this podcast and you want to make music, it's so interesting. Take this as a blueprint, like check out what Scott does to promote this record because He's going to do what he says he's going to do, <laughs> and it's going to happen. So, hey, I have some insights about it. I asked Scott a lot of questions. He has some insights about it. Check it out. We really hope you enjoy this episode. Before we get there, let me tell you what's going on at SBL this week. We have a mentor session coming up on Monday with Todd Johnson, an incredible educator. If you don't know Todd, check out his live stream. We do this thing called the Mentor Seminars every single Monday. I'm a part of it. Jacob Umansky from Intervals is a part of it. Michael League has been a part of it. We've got Todd Johnson coming in. Todd is amazing at speaking to everyone in the room. Instead of assuming that you know everything, He's amazing at speaking to everyone in the room. That's something that I need to work on. I say things and presume people know a certain amount of knowledge, right? A certain amount of specs. People care about the same things that I care about. And Todd is really good about not talking over the heads of the room. He's wonderful. So at no matter what level you're at, great. Go check out Todd. But if you're a beginner... He's wonderful. He will make you feel safe and included and not like you're asking a dumb question. He's wonderful. So check that out. That's uh, Monday, May 30th. We also have a brand new sample lesson from our Slap Bass Accelerator. So we have a Slap Accelerator program uh, coming up that is amazing. Even if I do say so myself, I co-wrote it and co-taught it with Scott and it's coming up very soon, and you can grab a free lesson from it. It's actually part of it that no one has ever seen before. It's been behind the paywall, so to speak, right? You have to pay for it. So essentially, we're giving you a free lesson that you would ordinarily have to pay the 200 bucks for to have access to. I think an accelerator is 197 I think if you're a member, you get it for 50 bucks off, 147 But 
there's this lesson all about hammer-ons, pull-offs, and it's really cool. There's a riff that we build all this stuff into. It is normally not free content, and you can grab that for free and have it forever. You don't have to, and then you don't have to take the accelerator, but you might want to. That's our hope. Our hope is that you take that and you go, oh my God, I got to see more. We really believe in the program. It's really, really great. Also, we have a funk challenge going on in the campus right now. If you're a member of SBL, there is a campus, a big community where people post challenges. They talk about gear. They talk about their gigs. They ask questions about what's going on, you know, about tunes that they're working on and they get answers. And there's a funk challenge right now where you submit a tune, you playing on a tune, you can get some feedback from your peers, from the moderators at the campus. It's awesome. And look, nobody makes fun of you. Nobody slags you. It is a very inclusive and encouraging community. Could all use a little more of that in the world, right? Hey, so that's what's going on at SBL this week. That's enough of me. Let's get to this episode. Whoa, I'm like bright. It's bright. Is the sunshine out tonight? You look you look very bright today. Am I, I central? <laughs> what, I'm pretty central. Wait, like, in the shot? Yeah, <laughs> I was kinda like this. <laughs> yeah, like this. Over here. How, Over here. So how was scary pockets? Was it wicked? Well, okay. Yeah. It was. Were they scary? Um, and were they in the pocket? Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> here's the deal. Sorry. Was it Nick on base? I, I just need to brighten. I need to brighten my thing up so I, I compete with you here. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, brighten up, dude. Nick Campbell on the base, um, they were amazing. So Scary Pockets came to Minneapolis. They played the Fine Line downtown. Great venue. Um, and Nick, I got to meet Nick before the show, which was so fun. You know, it's all, you know, that thing of like when you meet someone in real life. I remember that when I met you for the first time in yeah, real life. Like, yeah. Like, touching your arms <laughs> like whoa <laughs> this is a real guy <laughs> yeah. yeah man uh nick campbell it was great in real life <laughs> and he's such a monster the thing he played a great solo and he just he has such command over the whole instrument the thing that i loved the most about nick's playing was his command of right hand so he has this really incredible facility in his right hand to play very softly but also to do like that smacky thing kind of that thing that you do where you make the bass growl and grind oh yeah yeah, yeah. you know what yeah. i mean where you're almost you're, it's almost like a slap you're like smashing your finger through the string to really or pulling hard to get it yeah, to speak yeah. but the way he was doing it i don't know if he was compressing or what it was it all sounded so contained he would play a line boom but it just the stuff that he wanted to stick out stuck out with snarliness. He had an Alinto yeah. P bass with flats, and man, it was really cool. And it really made me think about right hand. You know that thing of when you go see somebody and you go, oh, you know, you think you kind of like you know, you know, you've seen them play before on the internet, yeah. yeah but then yeah. you see them live. You've talked about sitting in front of people at SBL. It doesn't translate, and, does it? It's not the yeah. same. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. And I really got a sense of that with Nick, like a master of the right hand. I mean, left hand too. <laughs> Killing. And they just had so much fun. Um, you know, they wore cool, like sparkly jackets, dude. You know, <laughs> I could do the sparkly jacket. Who's the band? Sparkly jackets. Um, yeah. Ryan Lerman, who played guitar. Um, and then I don't know the drummer's name, mustache, uh, brown hair. And I think I've seen him with pockets before, but I actually don't know his name. Um, 
And then, but, but Jack Conti, oh, uh, Swati was on oh, Keys, yeah. the guy yeah. who plays Talkbox. And, but Jack Conti wasn't there, which I was like, oh, I, I was sort of surprised by that. Maybe they don't always tour with Jack, but I kept waiting for Jack to like come out. They're like, hey, the guy <laughs> you've been waiting for. Like, I was like, damn, like four tunes yeah. in, I was like, this dude is really like, is really milking his intro, his delayed intro. He wasn't there. He, yeah, he, yeah. He wasn't there. Yeah. I imagine yeah. He's, it, it must be hard because obviously he's got, well, he's heading up, you know, um, Patreon, <laughs> which is, yeah. I imagine that that is a, a hairy gig to have. So, yeah, CEO, <laughs> founder of Patreon. So, yeah. I'd, like, it is amazing to me to watch him put out the amount of content that he does the know. you know the youtube i think the youtube show is coming back dead wax is coming back yep. obviously he's got right. scary pockets um yep. he's got an original band with his uh with his misses that he does he's Mom got he heads up yeah he got he heads up patreon and that like is he still on the instagram thing or not is he still is he still at it oh yeah i mean still mm-hmm. doing I feel like he is. Yeah. I saw something from him recently that I just was so insightful and he has high value posts. I will say, you know, where yeah. you feel like, Oh, you're learning an insight about the business or you're, or, or some kind of guru wisdom about thinking about, you know, an artist career or content creation. Yeah. I love his content. Yeah. Like he was going on hard, really hard on Instagram a few months back um, i haven't seen him on there recently maybe it's just the algorithms not feeding me his stuff or maybe he's just maybe. Sort of like dialed it back it's interesting yeah, isn't it yeah. because yeah it's interesting that you know some people are actually killing out there but the algorithm just doesn't show you their stuff so you just don't see them it's a pain in the ass actually i know, I know yeah. it is yeah i, I want to go back to that chronological feed dude i loved that yeah, me Just too. Like you saw things in the order that they were posted, but that's old guy stuff now. Bah! That's like saying, "Get off my lawn, kids." You know, that's old guy stuff to wish for. <laughs> Did um, have you checked out Nick Campbell's course on SBL? Of have course. You, have you checked yes. it out? Yeah, it's bad. Have you checked it? it out? Yeah, dude. dude yeah, I've it's, been all it's over so it. cool. It's yeah. so cool. I don't have um, a lot of use in my life for like soloing with pentatonics, you know, like mm, and sounding yeah. out. But I remember like going through some of it and thinking, oh, this is something. I, I wish that I had actually more opportunity in my life to to need that. Uh, now that said, I should be working on these things all the time, right? But my my world is so different in terms of what I'm trying to do and what I do on the bass. Where like, yeah. where I go, oh my god, yeah, right. These obtuse soloing concepts where you're using <laughs> pentatonics, you know, starting from a different spot, you know, to get an out sound over a five chord. You know, <laughs> like, damn, yeah, yeah. that is just not my world. But but it it's more your world. And have you applied some of that stuff? A lot of it's kind of sort of like taken from Willis. A lot of it's taken from Gary Willis, that yeah. that kind of approach. I think that Nick's put his own spin on it, which is really good. But I think yeah. a lot of it um, comes from Willis. And I think that, like, Nick is a student. He's a student of the art. You can tell that. Like, definitely. That, that definitely. guy is freaking shedded for years 
to heavy, get that yes. to get that yeah he's a heavy heavy player so you you know that he's pulled everybody else's playing apart and he figured out what they're doing and applying that to his own playing so yeah i've done like a bunch of that stuff with your so because you've got a solo project coming up that you're doing what kind yeah. of vibe is that going to be talking about you know like how you can do some are you getting some tapping in there like <laughs> come on dude <laughs> yeah yeah um i'm trying to do all the stuff that i love so it's going to be here, here's what it's going to be it's going to be a combo of the um, sort of electronic uh, synth-based sounds and beats that I love combined with that kind of like Montana uh, uh, spring reverby tremolo-y thing. So I think I'm going to do a trio. I think I've decided on just a trio. Um, And I have some tunes and we're going to go for it. So it'll probably be a couple of multi-tracked bass things. So, you know, there'll be a bass part. And then there might be some melody stuff on top, but it's like the city meeting the country, right? Like the old meeting the new. Who's that's the, that's the vibe. Um, I I haven't asked I haven't asked the drummer yet, but they I hope know. it will be. They don't. Yeah, <laughs> they don't know. I hope it will be my good friend Reese Kling, who I play with in the Orange Goodness. He is a monster and just yeah. so good on his toes and <laughs> improvising and letting things go where they need to go. Really excited about that. And then I do have um, uh, my favorite, maybe like my favorite local, well, not local, one of my favorite producers ever, and a good friend of mine named Andy Thompson, who works with Dan Wilson and has worked with Taylor Swift. And he's like the guy, he mixes, he can play violin, drums, keys, bass. Oh, he he went out on bass with M. Doty for a while. Oh, he's playing guitar with Semisonic. Oh, like he's this guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. And when he's in the room, I'm just like, oh, everything's going to be cool. So it's going to be drums, bass, and Andy. (laughs) And Andy will play samples, sounds, keys guitar i'm gonna have him just bring a few things um give him some references and say like please just do do the thing that you think will be cool for this do you know when you just said that that thing like when he's in the room you know everything's gonna be cool isn't there massive value with people like that just like big freaking huge huge value we yeah, just are like, thinking like, oh, as long as they're a part of the project, we're, the ship is we're going good. to be on course. Yes. Exactly. Th- yes, them yes, yes. being there steadies everything. Yes. Even when things get tough, they're going to they're gonna be able to figure out the vision. They're going to be able to just make it happen. Exactly. And yeah. Yeah. I think that Who's we should all strive you? to be. Well, you're like that. Who's that? Especially oh, geez, with. Dude. Yeah. Like, well, with content, like that's what we do together. You know, like podcasts, yeah. for instance. Let's say, like, pfft, you know, come on, dude. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we can, you know, we can, we can be, we can be honest. Like, you know, I think that we're, we're both comfortable hopping on and hopping on the podcast. I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> what's let's going go. down? Let's go. <laughs> let's go down. But yeah. then also, yeah. you know, with the stuff that we've done with Henrik Linder, like obviously that's coming up at the weekend, which is great. Guy Pratt. Oh, no. Those yes. interviews that we did, you have that same vibe. The content that we've done for for YouTube, you had the same vibe there. You've just come with mm. sort of like a, a, it's like a persona, isn't it? Like a, mm. a positive, confident persona. Mm. We can get shit done. And yeah, if anything goes it. sideways, I'm not going to flap. I'm not going to tell you how stressful or how complex this is. You're no. just going to slide with it, and you're going to be like, it's cool. Let's let's do this. You know, it's... Well, 
Yeah. Dude, but but also, but you're like that too. I mean, I hate to just hand the compliment back to you. Bring it, bring <laughs> it like, dude. <laughs> but but it's true. I mean, it's funny because I sometimes come in, especially when I was new to SBL, I would come in really like not stressed, but thinking, oh, I don't know how this is going to go because it was just new. Mm. And you would always just be like, ah, it's all good. Here we go. Roll the cameras. Roll the audio. <laughs> Let's just go. Let's go. <laughs> and there's, yeah, there's something about that, you know, I mean, obviously. Obviously, you've put in a lot of time, a lot of work on this craft of presenting, of playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was really inspirational to me, too, of like, oh, not everything necessarily has to be planned to the letter. You don't have to have every every move you make super scripted or right. You can hopefully bank on the work that you've done, your internal confidence and come in and and kill it. Not yeah. to say I, you shouldn't I prep, still get, but yeah, you know. like I still get oh shit moments, like where I'm like oh, you know, for me, like a lot of it. Like I'll give you an example. Yeah. Like, so doing like the Guy Pratt thing or the Henrik Linder interview, it's yeah. the first minute. It's yes. the first minute where I'm like, I need to get this off to a great start. We need to like, we need to get the, get the train. We need to put it on the tracks and then it needs to start going. <laughs> it like that, get right. the train on the tracks. Yeah. That it doesn't stress me out, but I'm always like conscious of it. It's, mm. it's there. It's like niggling at me. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> I need to do this thing again. I need to sort of like, just make it happen and i think that yes but also just to put it out there like i've done that before and not done it i'm trying to think of an example where i was like ah oh, shit mess that up um i can't think of one but there's like a couple of interviews that i've done in the past like probably a long time ago where i started off in the first minute and i was just like actually i could do a better job of this let's just start again and i just called it and started again yeah wow and they wow. were t- yeah. yeah they were super cool with it i was cool with it you know, Amazing. so yeah, and I think that it's fine. You know, we put probably put, you know, put too much pressure on ourselves to be perfect, and I don't think anybody anybody really notices. Like we've done um, interviews on the oh, podcast yeah. before, where we're like, oh, did it did it go all right? Is it going to come across? <laughs> Is it going to cr- come across okay? And then everybody's yeah, right. like, oh, best podcast ever. We we're like, oh, oh yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Sometimes, sometimes we can get a little too self-critical, or you worry about some small detail of of the way you felt. Yeah, you know that's you know where I notice that for me is when I do the podcast intros. So you know I've I've tried a bunch of different things over the years, but the podcast intros, dude. Sometimes I do those like five times. Because I'm like, yeah, nope, yeah. I'll get in and I'll kind of stumble on something. I'll be like, shit, <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah, start yeah. it again. Oh, God. And and what I am hoping to do and what I'm learning over time is to acknowledge the embarrassment. My, I'm at my best when I can go like, oh, my God, why did I say that? That was ridiculous. Like if I stumble over something, yeah. calling attention to it, making a joke out of it, like yeah. actually – uncovering the embarrassment that's that's really difficult and it's something yeah. that i've been working on of just like oh something stupid happened let's point it out instead of yeah. trying to hide it and then doing it over you know yeah. which i do yeah. still now on the intro but sometimes like just just being like well 
That was a dumb thing to say. Hopefully, no one heard that. Oh shit! A lot of people did. Great, you know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like roll yeah, with it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Sometimes as well, it's just doing it, isn't it? Like the repetition of it. It's yeah. like anything when you're playing something on, you know, on your instrument. It's it's the repetition of the thing that gives you the fluidity to be yes. able to execute. So if you were doing like one intro to the podcast, of course. You're going to be putting your mic on and you're going to be, you know, it's yeah. going to be a bit clunky because it right. takes a certain headspace to get into it. Whereas if you were doing like five or ten mm. in a row, mm-hmm. you would just, yes. like we were doing with it when we batch YouTube videos, right? It's sort of like, Crank oh, wicked. On. Yeah, we've done five YouTube videos today. You just get, kind of get into a real groove with it. And I think that as a presenter, you get kind of sensitive to that and you don't want to stop at least i don't like one Mm. of the videographers like alan or gav or whoever might be like oh should we have like a should we have a little break and i'm like no (laughs) let's keep going let's keep going yeah we've got to keep moving because i'm in that kind of flow um and i really want to capitalize on that when i'm when i'm in that space because i know it it might not last forever and i might kind of just sort of like yeah might lose it and then it takes you a while to get back into the groove but yeah so i think that it's exactly the same with playing as well you know finding that Mm. finding that flow state when with you when you're doing this project you've got the compositions locked down and it sounds like you've got kind of like an idea of the um the shape of the the sonic sound that you're going to go for are you going to play multiple instruments on it or are you going to play is there is there like is there an excalibur (laughs) i think i mean i'm going to bring in a few different things and i i mean if there is an excalibur it's probably one of the two jazz bases the 78 or the 68 yeah i am gonna play multiple things um and so i'll do synth based stuff and then i'll do like top liney that you know kind of like um that montana sound that i really yeah. love on some things but it won't all be that there's gonna be a couple of like just big fun synth bangers uh there's and how gonna be long? a couple how long are they because you you've talked yeah. about really mm-hmm. trying to keep them you know, at one point you were like, I want to do an album just for social. Like, make it work within that time frame. Is that I still the plan or not? I I have gone back and forth on it. And it's funny because I've talked to a friend who has sort of acted as a uh, mentor manager for me, Eric Hutchinson, who, you know, this artist that I've played for forever. And he loves this idea. I had this idea of doing 60 to 90 seconds, but 90 seconds was the cutoff. Yeah. So that you make them... So, you know, when people say on Instagram or like on TikTok, where's the full version? That's the full version. Yeah. And yeah. you make a constraint. Or, okay, we have to do this in 90 seconds. So we're going to come in with this moment. The theme is going to happen on beat one. We're going to, you know what I mean? It's going to move over to this section. Oh, oh, do we need to maybe up the tempo? Like there's going to be some pressure to get it to make it fit into a box. And I actually think for a project, that's good to have some constraints. Yeah. To say course, like, yeah. we're not yeah. going to do a seven minute jam for, for, for this project. Right. But then the more I thought about that, I'm like, Oh God, am I making a pro, you know, a project for Instagram and then Instagram next month will be like, ah, now reels can be three minutes long. They probably already are, <laughs> you know, how long um, are reels? How long can they I be? God, I think, I think they can be 90 seconds at the moment. 90 seconds is, is the top, but I'm wondering if I should just let the song be the song. 
or if I should put in kind of a, what to me is like a fun time constraint. What do yeah. you think? What, what do you, what's your opinion on that? Well, what I when you were talking about it just now, the thing that I was thinking about is, do you want to restrict people to the channel that they're going to consume the music on? And maybe mm, you do. Maybe it's own. Mm. Maybe it's visual and interesting. There's an audio aspect to it as well, and it's and it's actually built for Instagram. Yeah. Um, because I'm not sure if it was on Spotify. If I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to listen to that album of 90 second <laughs> songs, and it's done in yeah, it's done in seven minutes, and you're like, oh, okay, weird. Yeah, like maybe I'm not yeah, sure, but I think that's the yeah. thing that came up for me. Like, where are people huh. actually going to consume it, and what's the end goal? What's the and maybe mm. the maybe the the end goal gives you the the guardrails mm. to, or maybe the end goal really helps you understand what shape it needs to be. Like, yeah. is right. this for people to consume your music, like, in their own time, through Spotify? Like, is it that, listening in, to, in the car, listening, mm. oh, I'm going to put on a Ian Allison's thing, you know, I'm going to listen mm. to that. Is it? Is it yeah. that? Or is it more of a, um, yeah, is it more of a sort of like a something to be consumed on the social channels, mainly Instagram? Right. And yeah. yeah, and then you know, cut to be being like, yeah, it's social channels, and then people seeing three seconds of it and scrolling away, and then yeah, so here, here, it's uh, yeah. over. Here's, right? here's sort of yeah. like the challenge. I think is that Instagram is not YouTube, so True. it's going to be gone. Yes. So, right, you're, yeah. you're not searching it. You are not searching it. You are not right. going to go back and find it. It's gone. Unless right. you just keep posting it over and over. <laughs> God, that would be a wild experiment, right? Just every day posting the same thing for a month. Yeah. What would happen? You're just, you're just channel would just tank. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you. That's very, very insightful. Um, I think I have, you know what it is? If I'm honest, you know, we talked to Yannick. Yeah. And he removed himself completely from social media. Yeah. Um, I almost wanted to, it, it inspired me to do the opposite mm, mm, <laughs> in yeah. a way. It almost made me, uh, for, for me personally, I couldn't imagine just pulling everything off. Now, Yannick and I are, are obviously two completely different people. He has a long, long, long list of records he's made. Um, he is a true artiste band leader album maker right this is going to be this would be my first solo enterprise but hearing him talk about completely removing himself from social it made me actually want to do the opposite it made me want to dig more in i was like ah i don't like i don't like that for me it's fine yeah. i mean he's a grown-ass band can do whatever he wants with his career with his art but I was like, I don't feel at all the same way about social. So what if I doubled down and did my record there? But I think it's probably a bad idea. <laughs> well, maybe you can have your cake and eat it, right? Maybe yeah, yeah. just sort of like thinking on my feet. Uh, just for context, for anybody listening to this, you guys out there in the gym, pumping, pumping iron pumping. out there. Or on your way to work or whatever you're doing, right? Just for context... 
we this is the first time that Ian and I have really had any kind of discussion about this music that Ian's going to be making. So we're kind of just like running with it. So just bear with us. Yes. We don't know where this is going to go. So I would, maybe you can have your cake and eat it. Maybe it is shorter songs. So maybe they're like three, three and a mm -hmm. half minutes, maybe yeah. gives you, gives yeah. you the ability to create a sonic space that somebody might, you know, kind of, it's long enough for people to get a vibe from it if they listen yes. to it on Spotify or something like that. Yes. Uh, maybe they're not sort of like 10 minutes of like, you know, kind of right. sure. colossal tracks, but they're shorter. They're, they're done in a way that is also visually sensitive. I'm yeah. not sure that's the right term, but you, you know that this stuff is going to go on social, right? Yep. Because you know that, and maybe you leaning into the social aspect of it, i.e. doing the opposite of what Yannick did. Yannick mm. decided to take his stuff off. You you are doing the opposite. You lean into this by really figuring out how you can support the launch of this music through social. Like, mm. how do you do it? How do you involve the community in it? Mm. Do you um, get people to... Like, how do you, let me think, how do you involve people in the, in the actual creation of the music itself, for instance? Wow. So is it like you're live streaming on um, Instagram while you're recording the album? Hmm. Is yeah. it that you're doing polls and you're like, and you're, you know, you're writing in public, as it were. Do you know, like I've been rehearsing in public. Yes, yeah, I've been of sort of course. like practicing. Yes. So you're writing in public and you're like, I'm not sure about the sound that I'm going to go for on this specific track. You involve help, them. Help me figure out which bass I'm going to use. What sonic vibe am I going to go for? So you're involving the community in the actual creation of the thing that you're, hey, creating. And then when it comes to launching it, you're going to have way more buy-in because people will feel like they've actually contributed to the creation of that piece of music, of that art. So Jesus, dude. this is why you're the guru. <laughs> so maybe, yeah. so maybe that's how you have your cake and eat it. And then yeah. when you do it, then you also you you start releasing the releasing the music on in on Instagram or whichever platform. But I'm assuming it's going to be Instagram. You really start releasing it, and you can release ninety second blocks of mm. the, of of the track. Um, of course. And yes. then even shorter ones and all kinds of stuff. You could get really yes. creative. You could get really creative with that. But that's something that I guess sort of like comes to mind for me when I'm thinking about how to really kind of celebrate social, you know, like how to really, yeah, celebrate social for what it is in the community on social media, but not pen yourself in and create something that nobody will find because it, it's it's been and gone. Dude, it, it's uh it's so embarrassing that i wasn't thinking in those terms because i really like to think of myself as like social media guy and oh yeah for sure thinking about how to involve a community and god i was i was thinking about the music to be consumed there but that's not what it's for it's mm. for the process, really, right? It's, process, it's for the yeah. engagement and the, the, the you use the word buy-in, and that's so right, of like, oh, 
I saw Ian, oh, over this last month, I saw Ian, just like people are seeing you, working on your upcoming record. You know, I saw Scott, you know, do a poll of what was cooler, the Ken Smith fretted or the F-Base fretless. Oh, the fretless, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? And and it's that thing that gets maybe people excited to check it out. They want to hear about it. And then yeah. you send them to a different channel like Spotify, I'm assuming, yes. for you. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> I've also got some other, other <laughs> I've also got some other thoughts that I was thinking um uh, you should like put together or we should maybe do this together like a launch strategy of like mm. what's the pre-launch what happens in the and I do not know shit mm. about this so I'm just kind of sort of like putting this out there that I do not know anything about this I've got mm. a great friend of mine Damien Keys who he does know all about this stuff so yeah, take what I'm saying player. yeah yeah right. bass player he's got a YouTube channel and stuff like yeah. that great guy he does know he's onions is that is that even a saying he knows his <laughs> no. onions I don't <laughs> no, know it is now it. you know what we um, say we say over here is he know, or my my old uh, my grandpa used to say he knows how many beans makes five. <laughs> I like that, yeah, yeah. Like that. He knows that. Damien knows how many beans makes five. So there are probably like a ton of people listening to this and thinking, "Whatever, man. This is there's a way better way to to do this." But in my simpleton brain, yeah. I think, "All right, pre-launch. What are you going to do? How are you going to communicate?" So for me, I will be thinking about involving the online community in the creation of the mm. thing itself. So if you're mm. a band. I would absolutely not be like, you know, nothing. And then suddenly, ta-da! Hey, uh, I've done an album! <laughs> ah, you know, like, that's yeah. probably like the worst way of doing it. I think that I'd really, and I'd try to be, and man, I'm, hmm. I'm trying to do this with my own album as well, I'm, I'm, and I'm failing so far. But I would be, but, you know, we, we, we're actually recording it in four weeks, so I feel like we've got a little bit of legroom to be hmm. able to, you know, come on, we're going to record it, then all of the videos need to be produced, and then it needs to be mixed and stuff. So it's going to be released maybe like eight weeks after we record it. So we've got, got we've got time, I think. Yeah. Um, so, but as it stands, I think that I'll be trying to figure out what, we'd, what we're doing or what you're doing in the pre-launch phase. How do you involve people yeah. in what you're doing um, and, yeah, involve them in the creation process of the actual music itself? And then also start talking about the thing, you know, hey, like I'm doing this, I'm going to do this album, um, maybe give it a name, like the project, right. you know, give the name right. so people can identify what it is when you're talking about it. Hey, I've got this project, it's called whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'd have some sort of pre-launch phase. And then I'd have, when you're actually recording it, definitely doing sort of like shots behind the scenes or yes. you know, streaming live behind the scenes, whatever it is, whatever you're comfortable with. Like me personally, when I'm, this is the problem with myself is that when I'm sort of like heads, heads, because I've, I've lived that sort of like, Hey, I'm going to vlog everything while I'm doing it. Like I did that. Yeah. So I went over to New York and this yeah. was like a few years ago and I vlogged it all, put it on YouTube while we were recording all of the courses for SBL. And it was brutal. Yes. It was, so I really like to just focus on one thing, but it depends, you know, maybe you could bring somebody along and they could do some sort of like behind the scenes stuff for you as well. So, so can you show people a window into the actual creation mm. process as well? So you involve them in, in the creation process coming up to the actual recording of the, of the album. And then while it's going on, you're also sharing, um, 
you sharing content, shooting content, pictures, um, videos what, of the of the band as it's going on, yada yada yada. And of then, course, yes. and then there's the launch phase as well. Like what happens when it launches? I think that similarly, you should be thinking about like how do I actually drive people to go listen to this. In a world where we're absolutely slammed by content left, right, and center every single freaking day, yes. what it, what lever can you pull to make people want to go and do the thing? And, and do, by do the thing for you, it's like go listen to the album. Go go yes. listen to it. Is it that there's behind the scenes content that you only get when you? Um, purchase one track or purchase the album mm. on, on wherever Apple Music or something like that. Like mm. what? And I'm not sure exactly what it is, but what what can you give people? How do you reward people for going and listening to the to the music? Mm, you know, ra- rather than just saying, "Hey, just go listen to it, please," giving somebody an actual <laughs> reason yeah. to go and rewarding for rewarding them for it, and then maybe if they purchase it, and and obviously this isn't sort of like a monetary project where you're not trying to sort of like make any money off it my 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 guess is obviously but um is there something that that an action they can take to go and do something consume the music and then they hey they email you you set up an email or something like that it's an automated email esp they email the sort of like the the receipt that they get or they do something and then they are rewarded with the with the thing yeah, so right, people do right. this with books right people are like yeah. hey go buy the book on amazon and they put it as cheap as they can so it's like whatever it is 99 cents or something so yep. go buy the book on amazon and then email me the receipt and i'm gonna send you like a whole video course that breaks down all of wow. the different bits of the book and more exercises for you to do and etc cetera, etc cetera. so wouldn't wow. it be cool if somebody was like oh you record the thing and then maybe you just do sort of like a like a director's cut where you're sitting mm. there kind of like ghetto you're listening to the the actual album but you're videoing yourself doing it and then you're speaking this through Ooh, and then you're teaching people commentary. the riffs yeah your oh, commentary yeah. you're stopping you're actually oh. playing the riffs and say hey this is actually what i was thinking here this Whoa. is the effect i used etc yeah. etc and then and then ideally there's some kind of mechanism in there so you can be like hey i've actually released my album and if you want to get this sort of like 90 minute kind of like director's cut where i show you all of the effects all of the patches that i was using blah blah blah, blah. oh and by the way i'm going to give you the the uh, the actual yeah you got it i'm going to give you as part of this the presets for the hx yeah. stomp so you can just right. download them for free all you need to do is go check out the album do this thing take the action mm. so that's probably what i something like that i'd have like a pre-launch phase a, a kind of a creation phase and then a post-launch phase and the post-launch phase would be all about what how do i reward people mm. to go check out the album and can i create extra content that i can reward them for doing that like extra value so they yes. can actually learn and and maybe they've got backing tracks and stuff like that i'm not sure just sort of like oh, it's so it it flies in the face of the old model and 
I mean, I know, you know, we're the same age. So I remember making records with my old rock band and we would do exactly the thing that you said you're not, you shouldn't do. Because oh. that's, that was the model, right? You, you hole up <laughs> in a darkened yeah. place and you brew, you know, and then you're like, fa-fa, you birth this thing suddenly into the world. And then no one cares. <laughs> yeah, ta-da! <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'll never forget doing this like radio promo campaign for a record that we made, my old band down and above. And I'll never forget, you know, someone, you know, it was expensive and it was all this time and someone said, oh, well, you know, you're going to go through this and you're going to achieve this amount um, so that it'll set you up really well for the next one. And I remember thinking like, like I had just spent two years of my life every day just toiling over oh. this thing. And I was like, next one? Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. This needs to be the one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so, you know, for me, I, I, when I, when I dive into something, I go hard after it. I'm trying to keep this a little lighter in terms of I don't want to belabor the process. I don't want it to take years. I'm going to get yeah. my friends in a room. I have some structures. They're not super mapped out. I actually really believe in the um, in the freedom of, hey, here's this idea. In this next hour while we're working on it, let's make it cool. Um, oh, yeah. And that's not something that I did in my youth. It was like practice space four times a day or four times a week, right? Like mapping it, kick patterns were all locked down, you know, that yes, whole thing. Yes. This will be more collaborative. Um, but I love the idea of a pre-launch phase. And then what did you say? So there's pre-launch, then there's what? Creation phase. So the pre-launch is, phase. yeah, where you're yes. actually showcasing the actual creation of the thing itself in real time yes. and then there's the post-launch phase post and that post-launch phase like if you like you know bearing in mind if i was speaking to a band it would probably i'd be telling them diff i'd be like okay you need to do reach outs to magazines and you need to get reviews sure. and stuff like that all of that stuff which i think but but you have an audience, and I think that that's your biggest point of leverage is mm. the audience that you've built on Instagram. So then how do you reward that audience, you know, to go check out the album? And mm. I think that the album, what is, what's the end goal? For me, maybe the end goal, I mean, like, like when I think about what it is for you, maybe it's to um, solidify yourself as, as a player as well as a mm. internet um artist right you're sort of like on sure. the internet but but just to say hey i actually create music as well and i think that right. we should be i think we should be doing that um i've definitely fallen into the trap of not doing that um and i think it's you're, important you're to do it that. you're solving that i am that, solving dude. it i am solving it but i think it's important because ultimately the students that's what hopefully they're learning for as well to go and actually create music and i think that if we're yeah. not doing that if we're if we haven't got projects to showcase our play in well, I think that what are we doing? We're, we're not yeah. doing a great job of of being kind of like a uh, like sh you know showing the path to, to to students and and members of SBL, for instance, and and you know and uh, members of the community. We're kind of like I think it's just a good thing to do to show that we're actually there's there's an end here. Well, not an end, but there's it's it's more than just kind of shedding licks. It's more than playing scales it's more than all of that the actual real goal is to actually create amazing music that inspires people and makes their mm. lives more fulfilling and better and and mm. all of that good stuff so yeah i think it's gonna be awesome dude i think it's awesome thank you and thanks for 
talking to me about it. I mean, you know, I've been also very inspired by seeing what you're doing, seeing this team that you're pulling together for the record. When do you go in? It's in May, right? It's in a month, oh, about a month. Shit, dude. <laughs> Shit. It's, yeah, Sorry. It's, it's in four weeks, yeah. It's four, four weeks. weeks. Yeah, it's four weeks. How are you feeling? Um <laughs> Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. things are loose. Things are loose. <laughs> so I'm not doing a great job of all of the stuff that I've told you about. So I'm not doing a great job of like involving um the audience that i've built online in the actual creation process of the album i'm not doing a great job of that which is pissing me off huh. and it's you know and i and i yeah because it because i could do a, a much better job and that's kind well, of yeah yes but also you have done the things that you were saying of like hey check out this line on both of these bases what do you think you have done some of it i have and it's done been, some yeah you have yeah. yeah i mean you can always do more of course but it's not like you're saying this and you've never done it before i mean you you put up posts about you put up that post about the fretless do you think side note sorry do you think that that fretless is excalibur I think it is Excalibur. Yeah, I think oh it is. Oh my god! I think Did I'm you gonna find it. I think I found it's a freaking killing bass. It is so amazing. Cool. It is amazing. Yeah, like there's one track that it's maybe uh, I don't know where the fretted one sounds pretty cool as well. Yeah, sure. Um, but I think I'm gonna do it all on fretless. That's the the whole thing. The whole thing. Holy shit, dude! The, yeah, I know the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Gustav, from... uh, do you know Gustav? The is it Broman? Is that his name? He like oh, messaged yeah. me back. He messaged me last night. He was like on Instagram. He was like, "Dude, you've got to do it all on fretless." Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> he is such a great player. Shout out to Gustav. I he's mean, a beast, man, what a what an unbelievable player. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's frightening. He, he's frightening. He has such a sound and a and a thing and a voice. I see him play that Hofner, and I think, I, and I'm like, I want to commit to just one bass. <laughs> I'm so inspired yeah, by yeah, the Excalibur yeah, yeah. idea. Because he yeah. found it. He, there's no question. Yeah. You don't see him rocking a, you know, a P bass occasionally. And, <laughs> you yeah. know, no, man. You know what as well? Like, I think that I was thinking about, we've talked about this on the on the show before. We've, we've talked about what the, should you only have one bass? And I don't think for, mm. for, for many people they shouldn't because it depends on what you're doing. You know, if you're, do, if you're in your position and you're playing on lots of different albums and stuff like that, you cannot, for the most part, just have one bass. Right. You kind of need these different instruments to get different sounds, which is why you see, you know, those like, you know, heavy session players with all of the, you know, they've got P bass, they've got a P bass with flats, with rounds, they've got a right. jazz bass, they've got a modern active five, they've got oh, a yeah. semi, semi hollow. They, Let's they go down got, that list, dude. It, yeah, the top it's five. Kind, exactly. It's, the, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. the stuff that they need, right? But there is, and this is what I've been going through these last sort of like couple of weeks, there is this kind of like beauty about mm. learning how to play one instrument. And I think there's this weird thing you lose when you're like just jumping from instrument to instrument. You kind of, yeah. it's this weird thing and i'm just getting it with this fretless at the minute i'm actually mm. it kind of weirdly becomes like an extension of 
who you are, yes. like your musical self, you know, and I think yes. that I'm hoping that I can make it work for the uh, work for the album. But yeah, like I, I could be doing a better a better job of the pre-launch phase of this album. It probably would look like something like, hey, I should email everybody on, on the list, on, on, on SPL's list and say, hey, I'm doing this album. If you want to be part of the creation process and find out what I'm doing, blah, 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 sign up to this sub list here and then I'm going to communicate every week to you over the next x amount of time like you're going to get exclusive updates you're going to get this you're going to get that all of that like i should be doing that i should invite them to you know follow me on instagram where i'm sharing sort of like daily stories about it as well um should i have a separate instagram page for the project i'm not sure should i ian i don't think so you don't think so you think just keep it as it is just I definitely do. It over I, I, think, there. I think managing two pages is suicide. I think like, you know, I think that your audience, the SBL audience is going to be interested in what you do. And I think that you absolutely, absolutely, you absolutely should keep it on the main page. 100%. I don't think it'll hurt a thing. In fact, I think it'll help make you seem like a real guy which you are okay i okay. know because I, I met you in in real life and i I've squeezed got your arms. arms and everything <laughs> i've got like arms and everything so yeah okay so maybe i'm gonna do so i'll do that let me think like i feel like i need to get some kind of because there's like all of these like bonkers players on it and i think i need yeah. to sort of like somehow involve them in the in the process i'm not exactly sure what that is yet um simon's oh, doing a great job of shedding like god damn yeah. that guy's a freak show i love him he's such a monster he's you a know monster. what you could do scott like you could do set up some lives and just go yeah. on and talk to nate for 30 minutes and introduce everybody to nate worth who plays with snarky puppy and who's going to be yeah, playing yeah. perk on your record and talk to him about the process you do it with Cy. do it with everybody yeah. you yeah. know yeah um gurgo's playing drums right yeah he is yeah God i mean it. <laughs> I, I, that that might be tricky to try to set that up with everybody but like something it's where they're so busy that's the thing is yeah they're just sure, like sure. they're really busy yeah yeah or even if you just go live and just talk about it for a bit or you know you and Sai for sure um yeah. i don't know some kind I of think... like diary album diary mm, that's cool album yep. diary is that what it is like an album diary an album yep. journal something right you know anyway so i definitely think i could do a better job of that and then when we go into the studio i'm gonna get somebody to film all of the behind the scenes stuff so Mm. we're gonna make sort of like a uh, ideally i'd love like an hour-long documentary to come out of it yeah so you know and they can capture simon simon and myself talking about the creation process of you know he can talk about pulling all of the pulling all of the tracks together and how he did that how he composed them all and i can talk about how put the band together and you know and all the stuff that went into doing that and then obviously showing us rehearsing there in the studio because we have got zero rehearsals we're going to go in we're going in We've got, I think we've got like basically one day. So we've got one day to rehearse some stuff and then we're going to go in and do it. Amazing. Yeah, which is stupid. But, you know. Cause, but you guys cause are the, beasts. It'll be the great. The material is ridiculous. It's heavy. It's freaking heavy. And then, and then for the post-launch, exactly the same, I think, as 
as what I was just saying to you earlier. Like, I want to create, first of all, I want to create, so, so the bundle, the bonus bundle is going to be, yeah. it's going to be me, like doing the director's cut kind of thing, something like yep. that, where I'm just sort yep. of like listening to all of the tracks. I'm teaching people all of the, here's, here's what I was thinking. Here's like the lines. Blah, blah, blah. So they're going to get like this full, like 60 or 90 minute breakdown of all the tunes. Oh, I'm definitely so going to do that. Um, they're going to get all of the backing tracks. I think, like, I think wow. that would be great to do the backing Incredible. tracks. Incredible. So yeah. So they can shed this stuff. Yeah. And then they're also going to get the lead sheets as well. I think that those three things, director's cut, lesson, so like talking people through how to do it all, the lead sheets, and then the backing tracks. Mm. So that's and, – and what I want them to do – well, I don't really know what I want them to do, go and do yet, but I want to be able to drive consumption of the album to make sort of like like a wave of sort of like activity around the album itself. Yes. And yes. then – and then they get rewarded by this bonus bundle that, that we're going to put together. Then um, I also thought about doing something cool like a post-post-launch. So do this <laughs> for like maybe yeah. like two weeks, maybe three yes. weeks or something like that, and then go into another post-launch where I'm like, oh, I'm running a competition. I want, I want, I want, some, I want everybody to play a track from the album. I want yeah. you to upload it to YouTube, tag tag, tag SBL, upload it to yeah. YouTube, and we're going to then get like a bunch of heavy bass players, me, you, you know, a bunch of sort of like bass, SBL bass nerds, and we're going to oh, pick fun. the top three that oh. we think nailed it, and then we'll we'll give two, two like a runner-up, two runner-up prizes, and then we'll give like a bass or something to the winner. Oh, I maybe, love ma- it. Ma- maybe we'll... But we'll we'll pay for an F base fretless or something like that. Oh, dude, I love this idea. Do you like the idea? What a yeah. fun YouTube video too. Like you know, yeah. like like you know, <laughs> I can already see the <laughs> thumbnail. <laughs> you know, Scott and I, you know, like Scott and Ian react. Scott and Ian, you know, tell you why you suck at the base. That's not what it yeah, will yeah, be. Yeah, 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 <laughs> That's yeah, not yeah, what yeah. it will be. Tell you why you're awesome. Oh, but you know, my brain just goes into YouTube. You know, like title. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, me too, me too, yeah. My God, that's a... Dude, that is so fun. And as I'm sitting here listening to you talk about this, it sounds like you really have ducks in a row. At least, I mean, you have a lot of great ideas. I even got, if no, you I've, just got, I've just got ideas. I've got zero ducks in a row. The, the ducks zero. are scrambling all over the yard, dude. The ducks are yeah. in the garden. Can we say the ducks are in the garden? Yeah, they're, they're in not, the garden, They're not maybe yeah. queued up, but... Um, the they're wandering around looking for a home. They're looking for the nest. They're like, where's the nest? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that... that- I, I, I was going to say, like, this is available for everybody as well. I don't yeah. think it necessarily needs to be fancy. You can definitely, mm. like, the whole involving the community in the creation of your thing, like that. The, the the pre-launch, it's free. Everybody can do that stuff. The yeah. the the act, all it takes is time, and then the actual sh- showcasing the actual creation of the album or the the piece of music itself. If you're a band or a solo artist or whatever, same deal. And then yeah. the post-launch, anybody can – it can be – like, just create some kind of cool bonus bundle. That could be um, the band sitting, doing the director's cut. They're just talking through. Or if you're a solo um, instrumentalist, you talking through. But, and it could be shot on your mm. iPhone. It doesn't mm. need yes, to be fancy. Of 
It right. does, exactly. It doesn't need to be fancy. It just needs to be valuable. So, it, mm. you know, it can be super ghetto, I think. And then, obviously, if you recorded the... If you're a... If you're a it depends on the audience. Like, my audience are bass players. Your audience is bass players. So it kind of yeah. sort of like giving them the the chance to play along with those tracks themselves, oh. it kind of like just, it's a bit of an obvious one. So I think that for many bass players, if you're in the same situation, giving them the back into the play along track so they can try it themselves and the charts and stuff like that is just, it's just an easy win. Um, wow. If you're a band, yep. maybe it's, maybe, maybe it's the behind the scenes kind of video. Maybe you hire a videographer for the day. It costs you 250 right. bucks and they film it all, edit it down. Then you've got like, a behind-the-scenes documentary of the day, and that's the bonus bundle. Or maybe there's right. sort of like a, a special track, like a, a secret track that people get. They only get it when they get the bonus bundle. Or I'm not sure exactly what it is, but my point is that I think that it's available to everybody. You just need to get creative mm. with it. Whew, this is really, really good. Um, and I just want to say that if, if you're listening and you think, oh, I've always wanted to do something like this, but if you're listening to Scott talk... Because, Scott, you know, you're not a businessman. You're a business man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know that Jay-Z quote? It's one yeah. of my favorite Jay-Z quotes. He's like, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. <laughs> like, oh, it's so sick. I mean, and you really are. I mean, you're both. You know, you think, you think about strategy. You think about business. You're not necessarily, it's not, you're not thinking about, oh, how can I squeeze the most dollars out of this? But you're thinking about, like, what's going to make this a win? What's going to build this? You're thinking about building business, building, right, like brand, building community um and yeah, you've, yeah, you've done it and you've like, done it i'm absolutely just to just to sort of like lean into what you just said there as well at no point am i thinking about like making any money from it so right. if i can figure out what the mechanism is for for people to go listen to the go listen to it and then they can you know email something in and say hey like, hey, here's the receipt. Well, if I could make it like one cent or one penny on Spotify, which I can't, but if I could do, if I could make it like one penny on Spotify mm. and and they could just pay that penny, wicked. I kind of just, I, the money for, in terms of this project, and I'm not saying that money's not important, I think that just, I think that music has changed and I think that, for, and, and it depends on, what you are trying to build in the world. I'm not trying to build a career as a, just as an artist. I'm actually, sure. or, or at least I'm not trying to make money out of being an artist. Yes. I, I, I guess I am trying to sort of like lean into being more of an artist, but I don't, I'm in a situation where uh, my main business is SBL. So therefore it doesn't really make sense to me to go, Oh, how can I make a hundred thousand dollars from this album? Like I could care less about that. Right. Right. You course. know? It, yeah. Yes. So what I'm trying to do is just get people to go do it now. Now I don't yeah. know how to like, what is the mechanism? What do people need to do to get the bonus? I'm not sure. Hmm. I'm not sure. But, but what I'm, what I'm thinking here is when, if, if people are like how I felt, earlier on in my career where it's like hearing you talk about bonus, hearing you talk about how can, what's the mechanism, what's the, and people are going, uh, like, I'm not even there. I want to do something, but this is too much. This is too much. 
I wanted to I wanted to tell you I went out with a friend of mine got food recently Landon Conrath who is an incredible Landon artist Conrath check Killer out that name. name oh it's so good he's amazing he's a pop artist he's uh, such a frightening talent singer songwriter he can play drums bass guitar keys he's one of those guys right yeah. who can do yeah. it all he's in his early 20s he is frightening and i was telling him about my project over sushi at sushi train that you know the, oh, the yeah. train was coming around oh, you we took were grabbing to sushi train yeah right? we went to sushi train man <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he said something i was like oh do you think it should be this or do you think it should be this and how many songs and what's the length and he just said stop 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 he said the best thing you can do is just go in. This is a dude is half my age, you know, but is, has made more records than I have. Yeah. Right? He's like, go in. He's like, what's the thing that is the most exciting? He's like, close your eyes and imagine like, what's the thing that you're like, Oh, that would be fun. He's like, what's the thing that's exciting and fun? Go in and do one song, go in and do two songs, book a day. Don't worry about the album. He's like, because what will happen is if you're focused on the thing that is bringing you that, that welling spirit of like, Oh, that would be, ah, oh, I can't wait to do that. Yeah. That will change the project. So he said, you know, you might go in and it doesn't matter. He's like, it doesn't matter if it's a drummer or if it's programmed because for a while I was like, I don't know if I want to reach out to someone to program drums or if I want to have a real drummer. He's like, what feels like it's going to be most creative and fun and like a win for you. And I was like, uh. real drums on the day. He's like, good. Okay. Decisions done. Yeah. You, you go in and you do that. You spend one day and in that day, you're going to learn so much about yeah. what didn't work, what did work. And then who cares? Maybe that's just a single. Maybe that's not even on the album. Maybe there's no album. Maybe it's singles for a year. Yeah, he's like, yeah, don't, yeah. he's like the biggest mistake I see old guys. He didn't say that, but that's what he meant. He said the biggest mistake that I see old guys make is they have it all fully mapped out in their mind and it doesn't leave any room for the thing to happen. He said, what if you Got just it. went in and you made a song? And and for me, that was that I needed that because I was I didn't have decisions made. I was like, Were oh, you kind of this, getting like decision fatigue or Yes. Yeah. Now I think if I would have come in and said they're all the songs are written, the band is ready, we're going in, we're doing it, and this is what it's gonna be, he would have said, Cool. But I was going, yeah, oh, yeah. my God, should it be this person, this? Should it have, oh, how long is that? And he just said, stop it. Just go in and do it. Just go do one song. Yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. I think that there, there's always room for that. I think that... I think... What do I think? Well, you know me. I like to get all the juice from the squeeze. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Exactly. And I, and, and please push back on it. I just think that like, if I were well, listening I think to this right. podcast, I, yeah. I do think he's right. I think he's yeah. right. It depends on the, in, it depends on the individual. I think that yes. if somebody is going to do, let's say somebody is going to do what, what he recommended, Mm -hmm. It's actually for me listening to that. It's actually becoming it's 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 co becoming comfortable with the creation process. Go just right. fucking create. Yes. Stop right, right, stop right. pissing around and yeah. worrying about this. <laughs> just go. Just do it. 
create yes it's right. more of a like it's like somebody sort of like hanging out with you musicians hanging out with you right and he's like oh or she's like uh oh, i've been thinking about starting instagram man oh so you know <laughs> yeah, like, yeah yeah I don't, yeah like i, I don't like I'm, I'm thinking maybe like like i'm not like maybe react videos or i'm thinking about starting like a like or a I gotta music get this fancy comedy camera. show, a music comedy show. And I'm thinking about like, what mic do you use? What yeah, do, yeah, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. you're like, well, you know, like how many posts have you done? And, and, and they say, oh, well, well, I haven't posted yet. <laughs> like that, that. So like that yes. advice to that creator yes, or person that somebody, somebody that wants to become a creator is just stop, stop fucking around and yeah. just go, go post and do it. Just do it. Yeah. Find out. Yeah. Just go create, do the thing. Whereas if somebody's already up and running and they have like, if they want to make a real impact, I think that yeah. decision fatigue, or I'm not sure if that's the right terminology, but I think that you can tie yourselves, yourself in knots with decisions. But I think there's all also a, there's also, it depends on the person, right? I, I, I'm not sure that this sort of like I can map it exactly to sort of like social media, but for instance, if there was a, and even if there, if there like a new social, if a new social uh, platform arose tomorrow, it's called TwickTwack, right? And, it, and yeah. it, it starts everybody tomorrow. loves TwickTwack. Yeah. TikTok yeah. gets banned and TwickTwack starts, right? So <laughs> yeah. TwickTwack. I definitely wouldn't be like, okay, let's map out a social strategy and we're going to do this and we're going to do, 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 Right. I'd be like, well, let's just start posting on it and see what happens. Let's right. just, let's get a flavor, a taste for it. And then we can iterate as we go. And if we find that there's traction over there, maybe we lean into that. Maybe we don't, mm. who knows, right? Mm -hmm. But when it, with something like this, it would depend on, if, I, if I'm in your shoes, what am I thinking? What am I thinking? I'm in your shoes. You are experienced. You are you are great at what you do. You've got an audience that you've already built. I think there's a real opportunity to to make more than a little ripple in the pond. Yes. And I so I, I do really agree with that kind of hey, just go, just create. Stop, yep. you know, pissing about. But I also we like specific for you. Yes. There is, I think it would be, without tying yourself down with decisions, like, and, and actually stopping the process, I think that, that just getting kind of like a, what does success look like? Yeah. And, and then mapping out, mapping out how you're going to get there, I think would be helpful for you. you maybe not somebody else listening to this podcast. Maybe sure. it's more sort of like about getting in a band or, or just get going with it. But for you specifically, I yeah. think with, you've got like 40 or 50,000 followers or more on Instagram. I think that what a great opportunity. Yeah. And, may, and maybe you could just put some out, but right. Why but not? You want, think you think I've gone too far, uh, and you think that would be a squandered opportunity potentially. There's a difference between writing a blog post and writing a book. Mm -hmm. Do you want to write a blog post or do you want to write a book? Right. Very different things. Same same deal, right? Just words on pages. A blog post is something <laughs> right, where you just right. you're, it's a it's a thought captured in time and it, and, it, mm. and you're putting it out, right? A book, it's like a. 
it's a self-contained set of ideas and, and it and it requires a little bit more thought up front but it is absolutely needed in the world just like mm. albums are you know we still need to have them and i think that and hey maybe these are blog posts maybe these are blog posts and you're just sort of like flexing a little bit you're doing some you're doing some training in the gym <laughs> just to get into the actual yeah the, right it, into sure. the actual sort of like process of it in, from a creation point of view and then you're like hey i've actually done six of these now ready to do the book mm-hmm. and the book is obviously mm-hmm. the album right and you sir are writing a book i'm doing the book and, and there's a specific reason for that it's because it's very expensive to get videographers and heavy <laughs> artists and, and for, a it's, it's an, to, to, for a blog post. It's, it's like, <laughs> hey, I'm getting the front cover designed. Yeah. I'm getting, I mean, there's going to be photos in that book. It's going <laughs> to yeah. be bound. Like it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a heavy project. Yeah. And also, I, I feel that. Um, I have thought about doing the the more blog post approach. I have mm-hmm. thought about that before. The mm. reason I'm doing this is because I just want to, I want to like leverage time. I want to get a lot of, of goodness in a small amount of time rather than having sort of like a, a rolling kind of commitment throughout <laughs> yes. the year. Now, I also think that there is uh, the, the upside of having a rolling commitment throughout the year is that from a perception point of view, if you so, for instance, there's A, B, or C. A is that you release blog posts. Like a blog post is maybe a, it's a three minute video. It's a, it's a you upload it onto Spotify or something. It's a track, yep. right? It's a single. It's a, it's a single. You release a single and you do it monthly. Well, actually, that's freaking cool. Yeah, I actually think there's there's a real space for that, and I think yep. that in many ways, EPs. And maybe the way to go again. I don't know yeah. shit about this thing, but just sort of like using my brain a little bit. I'm just like maybe EP is the way to go. Maybe, um, and, and and just like more repetition, more volume in terms of you know, like the release schedule and stuff like that. Because then in the listener's mind, you are just there doing more. Mm-hmm. You're releasing more. Mm-hmm. Like Corey Wong's done a great job of this. He's more like albums and stuff like that. But yeah. but but the actual frequency of the music that you produce, I think is really important because yeah. we're just in such a noisy world now. So that's A. B is just the album. It's just sort of like a bloop. It's a, it's a, it's a book. It's a point in time. And I think yes. that it's great, but the challenges with that then how do you how do you also get the rep how do you get the reps in how do you keep that consistency up do you then start releasing eps like i've already started thinking about this i haven't even shared this with simon yet but i'm all i'm also like just the other day i was like oh we need to do like a big band album a fusion big band album of this yeah of these tracks like a freaking big band like oh, so with, cool. with horn play all arranged and just sounding sort of like mental, <laughs> oh, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm already trying to think about what, what is the next wow. thing. And I think that that's the challenge there. And then I think that version C is you do both. You've got the, the, the album and then you, you iterate and sort of like you mm. drop EPs in between and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think the reason I brought up the Landon Conrath idea of singles, it doesn't yeah. have to be locked down. It's not so much... 
I'm somewhere in the middle. I definitely know that I have an opportunity to bring my community into this process. I'm not just going to go in and whatever. But I wanted to say that because I thought it was, I I was surprised at that advice and it was freeing in a way. And so the reason I said it is not because I don't think, not because I think you should be doing that, Scott. God, no, right? Like you have. Give give people different options, of course. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like if you're out there going, oh my God, do I need to book Nate Worth? from snarky and you know and play the play this all this stuff live and you know have this whole thing mapped out and have the project name and no you don't you can go into the studio with your friends and create something and it likely will be a life-changing thing like if you prioritize that i i can speak from experience because i've done that over the years and i know you have too scott like when you have a project where you're like huh I'm going to set aside some time for this creative project that isn't necessarily going to be super monetarily lucrative. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 It, it fills you. It inspires you. It makes you think, oh, how can I have more of this in my life? It, it gives you the juice to keep moving in the ways that you need to be making money and want to be making money. It's so important. It's so important. Yeah. And so I think no matter how you slice it or how you want to participate in the creative process, um, you have to, you have to do it. You have to start because it will, it will change. It will fundamentally change your life. It'll change your perspective and it'll change where you're going to go. And I think that that is a risk worth taking. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. What a great conversation, man. Well, it was for Dude, me. Dude, <laughs> me too. It was amazing. I really, I really it. appreciate it. And I, I also want to say, do you have that F-Base behind you? I've got it over there. Do you want me to go at it? Yep. Hold it. Uh, Scott found Excalibur. Can I Can I just say that I feel a little bummed? I, I, it, it, show everybody this base. I was just saying that, like, Okay, so you found Excalibur, and now I'm like, oh, well, oh God, look at that thing! If you're not watching oh, on YouTube, get, get on YouTube, there, people. Subscribe to the pod. It's Scott's Bass Lessons podcast on YouTube, the SBL podcast. What do we call it on YouTube, Scott? Is it the SBL podcast, or yeah. is it Scott's Bass Lessons podcast? I should know. It's I'm not. Just, I just, put, know. just put Scott's Bass Lessons podcast in your phone. There you go. There. But look yeah, at like that I. Secondhand, here's here's something funny. Um, I actually played this bass years ago. You did? I played it years ago, and it was one that got away. (gasps) Oh, yeah. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. Did you know that when you found it? I did. So five, maybe, maybe even more, maybe like seven years ago, I'm in London at the Gallery, which is a great shop in London. And, yeah. yeah, we were shooting some videos in there, oh, and there was, yeah. and and this fretless was in there, and I what? and I played it, and it was outlandishly nice, and I was like, oh, this thing's so nice. Anyway, I didn't buy it, but I thought about buying it on the day. I was like, and I still think I had enough money, and I kind of every time I thought about fretlesses, this bass always popped into my mind i was like damn that that f bass fretless from seven years ago was so nice (laughs) anyway so i went on to instagram and i'm like talking i think i put a post out saying something like hey if anybody knows of an f bass fretless for sale let me know because i'm really i'm looking for one based off of 
this base. You're kidding me. No. Like, based off of trying this years ago. Wow. And... And absolutely loving it. I just thought, well, if I was going to play fretless, it, it, it's just so great. And obviously, I have the Willis fretless. We've, we've joked about this before. I can't, I can't turn up like the Willis fanboy, even though I'm a Willis <laughs> fanboy. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't. I, you can't. I need to have my own thing going on, right? Yeah, so, um, and this guy put, like messaged me on Instagram. He's like, "Oh, this this base is for sale in the gallery," and I was like, "What?" It was back at the gallery. Yeah, and the weird thing is that I'd seen it sold because all of the all of the bases in the gallery on the website they're all there so it was there was like a little sold sign next to it and it'd been there for years sold right and and whoever bought it took it back and yeah they they said like this this shit is hard to play that's what they said yeah and and, and put it up for sale again so i actually got the base and the only thing that i changed about it is that i got lines put in it so martin at the base gallery is actually a great luthier as well he uh he put lines in it because some of the some of the stuff that we're playing is really challenging and um and I'm, i'm i need a little bit of help with the uh with the with the navigation when I'm making these huge jumps around the fretboard. So yeah, so I got that bass. So I'm oh really, God. really pleased about it. Yeah. Well and and it's cool. Lines where I live, the climate it's so awful up and down with the humidity and the temperatures that like lines start to like pop out of the fingerboard. But God, oh, yeah. the UK yeah. is just such a nice stable climate for the most yeah, part. Just wet. Just wet, lots yeah, of moisture. Yeah, great. just wet and muddy. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, I was saying, as you were picking it up, I was disclosing to the listeners that the search for Excalibur may now just be over for you. And can I say something? Yeah. I am sad about it. Are you? Feeling Are sad, you yeah. You're feeling yep. sad about the... Yep. Like I'm the sad, yeah. yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, congratulations, motherfucker. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but now... Now, uh, now it's over. That's the yeah. thing, dude. That's the thing about finding the, the finding Excalibur. Then you don't get to find Excalibur anymore. Yeah, like I've actually. Yeah, that is true. Like I've, I've actually. I was talking to Story, uh, my son, about it earlier because uh, he's like mad about Rubik's cubes. He's got all of these Rubik's cubes. Yeah, and yeah, was, yeah. And, and, and man, honestly, for any parents out there, get your kids into Rubik's cubes because it's like the most affordable hobby ever. <laughs> ever like i've got him like the rolls freaking royce rubik's cube right this is like the best you can this is the federa right this is the federa cube you know how much it was 60 bucks 60 bucks that's it i mean i'm like this is the best hobby ever anyway so he's got all of these cubes and one of them is actually one of his favorite ones actually it's my daughter's um he decided to treat my daughter. He was like, oh, I'm going to get winter one of these posh cubes. And it cost, it was like $20, right? Amazing. Yeah. So he gets it and he, and he actually loves, he's like, oh, I love that cube that I've got winter. So he's buying himself one of these, these, these simpler <laughs> cubes. And he was in this kind of like weird space where he was like, I don't get it. He was like, I've got this like $60 cube. He said, why do I prefer the $20 cube? And I was like, mm. because that's because just because something is more expensive doesn't mean it's any better. It actually mm. 
you know, sometimes something that's much simpler might be something mm. that you want to go for and you might see real value in that. I was like, I've got a lot of different bases and some of them have got all of the fancy knobs and all yes. of the da 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 da, da. And yes. I was like, hey, and some of them, like, you can get a base. I was like, look at this wall base. I was like, it's crazy expensive. I was like, it's over like £10,000 or something. I was like, my favourite base is this base right here, this fretless. I was mm. like, it's pretty simple. It's got no frets. It's It's black. It's got no fancy woods on it or anything like right, that. Right, yes. And, he, and I was like, same deal. Okay, mm. just because this base is very expensive doesn't mean that I'm going to like it better. And I was like, it's right. the same with Rubik's Cubes, right? So you just, you like what you like. And sometimes you might value simplicity, therefore you go for that. Anyway, I was telling story, I was like, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking about having a base call. I'm thinking about selling a lot of bases. Yes. I've got a lot of bases. And I'm just I thinking know. about, I'm thinking about committing <laughs> to a small Whoa. a small amount of bases oh my god yes just to do it just to say just to like experience it like what does that mean i want to do know? it too oh but it's so hard for me oh my god is it a can we talk about it now is oh, it another yeah. episode <laughs> well I'll, I'll give you a i'm just looking right now of all of the bases here i'd probably keep um one to probably think keep five maybe tops mm. and i've got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve i've got thirteen so mm. that would be eight i would sell just from here and then i've got other ones down the studio though that i'm also thinking about selling sure and the reason I'm thinking about selling them is not so to to get money back from them or anything like that. It's just to sort of like simplify yes. my life a little bit, you know, just sort of like just dedicate, like I just not dedicate myself, but just commit to it, commit yeah. to the simplification. So the Ibanez Willis would go. I've got an F-Base six string that would go. I've got a, um, a Lever Capolo jazz that would go. I've got Federa that would go. I've got a seventies jazz that could go. I've got a P bass that would go, you know. I've got wow, yeah. Like the the only Hold ones I think on, I'm dude. Are we? Are you? Are you going to name the list of the five keepers right now? Are we talking five keepers? Kubicki. You don't Mane. have to say Kubicki. You don't Kubicki. have to say it. No, the Kubicki has to stay, dude. <laughs> the Kubicki has to. I was playing it yesterday, actually. <laughs> I was having like a full-on slap extravaganza last night. I walked. Lisa, I was in there, like in the cabin. And I walked in, sort of like oh, sweaty. Lisa was like, "Where have you been? I thought you just went to to lock up." I was like. Oh yeah, I was just locking up. Was, you know, I was like, it, 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 I was like, it was a bit messy over there. I decided to clean up a little bit, you know, tidy up a bit. I actually, the, the, the truth was, I left it in a worse state than I actually found it. <laughs> but anyway, so the, the keepers, Kubicki, Mane six string, because that wow. thing's just it's because it's just bonkers and it's like really yes, unique, beautiful. Eighties Smith, the four string. Yes, yep. because you just can't get them anymore. Right. Uh, so yeah, Kubicki, Mane six string, the eighties Smith, the wall bass. Yes, I, I was hoping you would say that. The wall bass, um, the F bass, fretless. Oh, and the and the fretted F bass as well. The banana bass. Holy shit! So is the, there's not a Fender in sight. There's not a jazz bass, and there's not a P bass. 
I think so I will. You... I think I'll keep the Alinto. <laughs> this is so, it's a, it's I like, can't get rid of the Alinto. I can't it's like because seven, it's eight. No. Does it? Does the number from five creep up? <laughs> what if? What? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> 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 of course yeah um, but yeah like so for, i've got like i've got a few different jazz bases i think i should just keep one i think i should just sell the yeah. rest i should yep, sell yep. the rest i've got a few different p bases i think i should sell the like yes i'm sure. even thinking about selling the base of doom god crazy crazy yeah yeah, yeah. oh it's such a del- it's it's a delicious idea like Sometimes I go around my room and I and I count like oh which ones of these if if they were gone would it be okay and it's a lot. <laughs> Is it a lot? Would yeah. you be left with like how many have you got forty? There's there's no way I could do five. I'm or, or at least not and not feel would good. Would you about end up it. with like ten or fifteen yeah. or something? Like, like I mean even, ten or fifteen even, left. He, yeah. Even like twenty, I think is sort of tricky. But but yes, I think I could get it down to ten and not and not be like you know yeah 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 oh my god dude wow thinking about getting it down in single digits what if that's what if that's the rule single yeah digits. maybe single digits yeah <laughs> yeah god, if anybody's wondering like like if they're just like you pretentious little twats like i can't believe it like oh, i've got so many bases like we've been at this for a long yeah. time and and it's you just, just accumulate not- them yeah, people sometimes tend to think it's like a brag. It's actually, it's actually fucking pathological. I, I mean, it's yeah. not like it's that meme you sent me. It's like, oh, I've got so many bases. I'm <laughs> living high on the hog. It's like, no, bro, I'm just irresponsible. Like, <laughs> yeah. I should be, I should have a like a killing like Roth IRA, but no, yeah, I've got a yeah. 65 P base and like, <laughs> oh my god, it's just, it's yeah. so dumb. Um, but yes, that, oh, the call, the call to the call. See, first of all, I need to apologize because I have not been a good influence on you with bases. I mean, you no, have, you have not I, like, <laughs> you're basically like a dealer, like, you know, like a drug dealer. Like I met you, I was clean and now I'm sort of like, I'm just an addict. I'm basically oh on, my the, God, I'm yeah. on the street, man. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, and I'm hearing you talk about getting down to five. I'm like, oh yeah, let's bump it up to nine. Still in single digits. That's fine. Nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my uh, word. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So there you have it. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. And maybe I get, like, maybe we sell them, and I don't know, maybe I put it in sort of, like, put in a high savings account for the kids or something like that. That, would, that cool. would feel good. That would feel That's cool. That's cool. It's a great yeah. idea. Is there any high saving, high, high interest savings accounts? I don't think there is anymore. Is there? Just, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like that is that like that is a relic of the early aughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna get like half, You're gonna get half a percent every ten years. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but but I do. I I will say, you know, as a as a mid forties guy, when I go home and I see my father's collections, where he collects coins, guns swords swords yeah he has he has a huge collection of swords from this company called albion that makes these incredible recreations like legit like world war i mean 
Ancient, he dressed you know, up in, when nobody's around. No. old Bob Allison like <laughs> he puts on so he dresses up. And he like stands with his swords. No, you know he just thinks they're cool. <laughs> you know, like he, he doesn't do any like cosplay or any recreation, any of that stuff. Uh, he's he just... so amazing if you had a separate life you didn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> he's like surprise, I do. And I'm like, oh my god, dad. Uh, <laughs> But when I see his collector bent, it makes me, it does make me want to reduce mine. It does. Oh, interesting. It it really does. It it's not inspirational. I will say. I mean, I love my dad, and and I love you, you know he's into stuff, and he gets really into it, and I love that. That's where it comes from for me. Yeah. But when I see it kind of take over the house, not at like a hoarding level, but like I see like it's going to be difficult to deal with for him. Yeah. Yeah, or for anyone yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, and I see that in myself, where I see, oh, you know, get, I don't have forty, but close. Yeah, and I think yeah. like, oh, that's going to be hard to deal with for me or for someone else. And I think, yeah, like, mm, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. cool. It's do a call, little, dude. Do a call. A call of the big call. I'm just going to take it all to Andy's. Mr. Baxter, I'm just going to take them all to Andy. I haven't even I haven't, I haven't mentioned it to Andy yet. That, hey, by the way, I'm coming around with like 15 bases. What about the ovation? <gasps> the, the ovation stays, dude. The ovation has to stay. Of course it does. The ovation has to stay. Yes, yes. There are others that stay as well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that ovation is so good. Yeah. If anybody's wondering, I've got the bass, the ovation bass that played that track. What's the uh, Don't Stop Believing by the, yeah. uh, by what band was it? Journey. Uh, Journey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ross Valerie. Yeah, Ross Valerie. I've got that bass that recorded that out, recorded that track, which is very cool. And it sounds it's... just like. So it just sounds just like that chill track as well. It's I liked awesome. your idea of, you know, when you were talking, you're like, I'm going to get a bass collection. And I'm like, hell yeah. I'm like, one of us, <laughs> one of us, <laughs> you know, and you, you have this thing of like, oh, I want to do it where I have pieces that have some significance, yes. historical significance yeah. to me. That's why you bought the wall, uh, historical significance in rock and roll, the journey yeah. bass. That's I mean, I don't know, dude. I think that's cool. That's sort of more um, curating. It's a museum idea. Yeah. It's like having a reason for it versus just like, oh, all these things. Damn you, Allison. <laughs> Damn you. Just like remember, you. Remember, <laughs> remember, Scott. Remember everyone listening. Double art. This is the only thing in the world that is simultaneously art and a tool to make art. God that's fucking you. cool. <laughs> it is cool. Hey, should we call? Should we call it? Yeah, should we do the? Yeah. Uh, we're we're going to do the uh, the tube amp one next, right? Yeah, we are. Oh yeah, okay. you know we are. Guys, we'll see you in the next one. It's going to be all about tube amps. Oh, tube, tube amps. Tube, and we're going to be talking about that new Ampeg thing. Have you seen that? Ooh. The new Ampeg thing. I don't know yeah. if I have the new Ampeg was- pedal. The preamp. Oh, yes, I have seen that. It looks really cool. We're also going to be talking about the new Fender all-tube Adam Clayton signature combo. Well, let's do it. Okay, dudes, take it easy. We'll see you when we see you. And, uh, yeah, hop along to the next podcast if you want to uh, hear about tube amps. See you then. Take care, everybody.